Hey guys, Freddie Wills here from freddywills.com. Thought I'd do a quick podcast today. I, I know a lot of you guys are asking me where my podcast is this college football season. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of crazy shit going on in the world, and uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why. And there's obviously other reasons as far as there not being a lot, a ton of games. Uh, but uh, I was just going to run through some of the games for this weekend there's only 15 fps games and some of them were canceled already due to covid so uh, again i'm i'm gonna really try to be conservative this year in the early going until we see kind of what everything's looking like with uh, the players coming out being tested and um players not being able to play and what that's gonna look like but um wanted to go over some of the games because um I've, I've looked at them um, and, and I'm still waiting for some key numbers to come up to release some other premium plays. Uh, so we'll get into that. But, uh, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe. I uh, just search Freddie Wills or, uh, college football betting podcast on any podcast app. I uh, appreciate you guys listening and, and giving me reviews and feedback. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Freddie Wills or on Instagram at NCAAF, NCAAF picks is my Twitter handle. Uh, of course, I link to that on my website. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys uh, go and invest in my college and pro football season pass, guaranteed or season is free if you purchase now. Over the last 11 years that I've been doing this, this is the 12th year I've been doing it. I've been profitable in eight of those 11 with a yearly average return on investment of 27%. So uh, if your bankroll is $1,000, uh, on average, you would won $270 if you followed my plays and my recommendations. So make sure you check that out. Also, you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, premium newsletter, it, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've been fully transparent all the time. Uh, the premium newsletter didn't do very well last year, uh, but we're, we're still profitable overall. Uh, so you can subscribe to that over at freddywills.com. You can click the link and track the history. This is year four of doing that premium newsletter. So make sure you check that out. All it is, is one of my premium plays once a week in your inbox. That's it. No spam, nothing else. Just one premium play that subscribers and clients usually pay for. So make sure you check that out over at freddywills.com. Uh, for week one here, we already have our free pick out with Clemson. You can head on over to my website to check out my uh, analysis on that game. Uh, one of the things I talked about and I put an article out is, uh, you know, I've been kind of tracking this and, and I need to find the time to go back uh, deeper uh, to previous years. But uh, over the last three years, especially in week one, uh, if you're just fading the steam, basically, you don't get into and you play these games late. And this is just on the spread. I, I, I need to go back and look at the totals as well. Uh, if you just basically fade the steam, you are 58% against the spread if you're fading the steam of two-plus point moves. So you have team... Uh, let's give you an example for this week uh, right now uh, on the spread. And last night I faded the steam on the total with the UAB Miami game and, and one on the under, which was nice. Uh, so, for instance, we, we've got uh, North Carolina, Syracuse. Now, I haven't heard anybody that, that's willing to bet on Syracuse, and, and there's some issues there. But um, 
look, if you just fade that line move, uh, it's a three and a half point line move, opened up at 19 and a half, all the way to 23. Um, history tells us over the last three years, at least, uh, that you would you would cover the spread by betting Syracuse plus 23, 58% of the time. Now, still small sample size uh, for these line moves, but uh, I'm willing to, to at least look at that as an edge. Uh, so uh, there's, there's some other ones on the card this weekend. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are some situations where you want to back it, like Clemson falls into that. Uh, road favorite uh, with a two-point, two to three-point line move uh, in their favor uh, where the closing line is over three touchdowns is actually 3-0 and against the spread the last three years. So um, Clemson wouldn't, wouldn't really fit in that scenario that we mentioned. And... Uh, Oh, the other one is Kansas here. Um, I was hoping to grab Coastal Carolina. Uh, we can start off with that game. Let me find my notes here. Uh, but Coastal Carolina, I mean, Kansas moved this game to a 10 p.m. game uh, so they can get on uh, national TV. This game's going to be on Fox Sports 1, so that's going to be crazy. Kansas obviously has some revenge here, um, being that they lost to Coastal Carolina. I think it was 12-7 to last year. Um, Coastal Carolina got all 15 of their spring pa- practices in, so that's important to note. And, you know, I'm hoping a seven pops up back up again. Um, you know, I think the revenge angle that people always kind of tout is a little overrated, so I'm not going to buy into that too much. And then uh, you have Kansas uh, ranking 126th in returning production, zero spring practices compared to Coastal Carolina, who got 15 spring practices. Uh, Kansas also not allowing any fans in the stadium. Uh, they cho- Again, they chose the 10 p.m. kickoff so that uh, family and friends could uh, watch the game. And also, obviously, uh, it's it's not bad for recruiting. And, um, you know, Coastal, I, I think that uh, the fact that they've gotten their practices, they haven't had any issues with COVID or anything like that, um, if we can get a plus seven, it might be – it might be wise to take uh, Kansas, though. You know we've show, showed signs last year of their offense uh, kicking it into gear. Uh, definitely not to open up the year against Coastal, uh, but Puka Williams, their star running back, returns. So, and I still think that they need to name a quarterback. Uh, so that game's interesting. Um, definitely still keeping an eye on it. Um, another key game that um, that I'd like to bring up is the Duke Notre Dame game, which obviously has everyone's eyes because it's it's you know two power five teams. Notre Dame obviously uh, joining the ACC this year, uh, so they're now in a conference, which I, I feel like they should have done for a while. Um, and and here here we have Duke. Uh, they they were outgained in this game last year, four hundred sixty nine yards to one hundred ninety two in their thirty eight to seven loss. Uh, but here's the big story. Uh, coach Cutcliffe, Duke's head coach, says he's taking over the play calling. He says he's getting back to basics, back to running the ball and calling the plays. Uh, <laughs> my worry to back uh, Duke here, and it's sitting at 20 and a half. I guarantee you'll see a 21 pop up at some point. Uh, so if you'd like Duke, just wait. Um, as you know, we're, we're getting 60% of the tickets coming in on Notre Dame. Um there's a lot of new players for Duke, and there's a new quarterback, and and uh, they're going to run the ball, which is good because they slow down the game, and maybe maybe the the amount of points is too much, but maybe Duke doesn't even score here. 
Uh, Duke gets Chase Bryce, the the backup quarterback from uh, Clemson, uh, to come over. Uh, some other key notes here. Uh, attendance limited to 20%, so they will have some fans in the building at Notre Dame here for this game. Overall, I, I kind of lean more towards the under. Uh, Tommy Reese taking over as the offensive coordinator uh, for, for the first time for a full season. Uh, he he likes to run the ball more, so uh, the total opened up at 55 and a half, uh, now down to 54. Definitely going to keep my eyes on that, leaning towards the under. Western Kentucky, Louisville, uh, another interesting game because these two met last year. Louisville won 38 to 21, uh, and Louisville gets all their skill guys back. Running back uh, Javion Hawkins, who had over 1,500 yards rushing. They got their wide receiver, Tutu Atwell, 1,276 receiving yards last year. And their their quarterback in Cunningham coming back, uh, you know. And Louisville had more spring practices. Uh, they're actually allowing 30% fan capacity for this game. This is that That's the most I've, I've seen. I'm, I'm interested to see... If they sell out, I did look. There's, there, you can still buy some tickets on like uh, SeatGeek or whatever. But uh, uh, I think uh, Western Kentucky gets the Maryland transfer quarterback and and Ty- Tyrell P- Pingram. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I mean, we'll see how he transitions to a different uh, a non Power Five conference. But uh, never been really impressed with him as a passer. His in his career, nine passing touchdowns, ten interceptions. Uh, he, you know, he is extremely athletic. Uh, we'll probably see that a little bit in this game. I, I think we'll see some points in this game. Originally, I, I kind of le- I leaned Louisville, uh, but Western Kentucky, very good defense, uh, returning nine of their defensive starters. Uh, I really kind of want to wait and see on this game, and the fact that uh, the lines already moved, uh, you know, two points in some spots to 12 12 and a half with louisville with you know 70 percent of the tickets coming in on louisville um you know i'm not really trying to chase steam especially in the early going uh, and and the reason i went back and looked at you know chasing steam and wanted to see because early in the se- specifically early in the season you really don't know a ton about these teams um i mean we know what they're returning production, um, but there's a lot of things moving around with new coaches, new schemes, new players. So early on, I mean, a lot of these lines are based off of what teams did last year. So when the line moves, like, are the odds makers really that far off when you see a two, three, four, five point line move? I, I like to actually fade that. And I had to, you know, obviously look up the data to back it up. And uh, it looked like least over the last three seasons, um, my initial feelings are right on that. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, another interesting game is Louisiana Lafayette uh, traveling to Iowa State. Uh, you know, Louisiana Lafayette, great season last year, 11 wins, uh, and, and they're getting like pretty much their entire offense back. Uh, you know, and, and then you have Iowa State, was probably – you know, the best seven and six team I've, I've ever remembered. Uh, they lost four games by a combined total of 11 points, much better than that record. Um, however, Iowa State has really had issues early in the season. They, they nearly lost to Northern Iowa last year. 
Billy Napier, Lafayette's uh, coach, 18-10 and 10 against the spread uh, at ULL. Uh, you know, uh, Iowa State, no fans for this game, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, ULL uh, might be the best group of five team. Uh, they got an all-conference senior quarterback. Uh, they had a top 10 balanced offense last year. Uh, they're big up front on the offensive line. They're very familiar with the 3-3-5, which and they've had success against, which is what Iowa State runs to compete with in the Big 12. Uh, I don't think uh, Lafayette will have issues against it. And um, Matt Campbell, Iowa State's head coach, also came out saying that he wants to run the ball here, uh, which which should be good for a lower scoring game, and uh, and you know obviously making points more valuable. So I actually initially leaned Iowa State uh, because you know I think they were better than their seven and six record, obviously, and um, you know I I do like Matt Campbell, but as a favorite. Not so much, and and then just just everything about Lafayette uh, makes me want to back them here. Uh, so we'll see. I'm probably gonna wait to see if I can get a, a better number because I know uh, the talking media heads are gonna be talking up uh, Iowa State. Uh, so we might get a better line on Saturday for that game at 12 p.m. Kansas State, Arkansas State, another game. Kansas State's allowing 12,500 fans. Uh, obviously, Arkansas State played last week, uh, and we backed them, and we covered despite them having three turnovers. Uh, big discrepancy here. Arkansas State, 11 practices in the spring, plus one game already, where Kansas State had zero spring practices. So that's interesting. Uh, to me, Kansas State obviously like rebuilding big time here. Their offensive line, they have 18 guys that can play offensive line, but only two career starts as they lost their entire offensive line in the offseason. Uh, you know, to me, though, Arkansas State, a team that, you know, they, they want to go fast and Kansas State wants to control the ball. Arkansas State's run defense just allowed 200 plus yards to Memphis, who who had their uh, star running back uh, opt out just uh, in late August, and they were still able to run the ball on Arkansas State. Our Arkansas State allowed five touchdowns in the re- in six red zone trips to Memphis. I do think Memphis is a better team than Kansas State. Um, so the fact that they hung in that game is very impressive. Uh, they were actually driving late um, in the red zone to cut the game to six points against Memphis, uh, uh, but did not succeed. But uh, yeah, I think uh, there's some concerns here for Kansas State. I do like their head coach. Uh, Kansas State also a new defensive cor- uh, coordinator and only eight returning combined starters. So, uh, you know, there's there's some issues here with Kansas State. I still think that even despite the career starts along the offensive line, which everyone's talking about, I think they should be able to control the clock here, uh, in my opinion. Uh, they were, you know, 124th last year in plays per game. Uh, I think we could see limited number of plays here, uh, which which should make it interesting in terms of the amount of points Arkansas State's getting here. Uh, and the line, uh, plus 10 now, plus 11, plus 11 and a half. Um, I'm definitely still looking at this game. I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, the thing that took me away from definitely betting Arkansas State was the fact that I do think Kansas State can control the game here based off what we saw last week against Memphis. Um I'm a little concerned when Arkansas State not getting stops in the red zone um, to cover this number because uh, ideally 
uh, for value on a plus 11. We want to see them be able to hold Kansas State to field goals and not touchdowns, and they haven't proven that they can do that. See, any other key games that I wanted to touch on? Uh, maybe Georgia Tech, Florida State. Um, th- this line jumped just last night from 11 to 11 and a half, now all the way up to 13 in favor of Florida State. Yeah, I really don't get it. Um, so second year Power 5 head coaches are... Over the last four years, 55% against the spread as a dog. Uh, that would be Jeff Collins from Georgia Tech, who's obviously rebuilding a, and changing the system there. I still think there is a transition. Uh, you know, I think Georgia Tech's going to, again, try to slow down uh, games. They were 130th in plays per game last year, making the points more valuable in this situation. So I'm intrigued to possibly take a look at Georgia Tech. If this gets to 14, I probably will make my card. Um, you know, I honestly, I know Florida state brought in, uh, Mike Norvell. Um, uh, this is, this is this offense's fourth new offensive coordinator in four years. The offensive line still, still going to have issues. Uh, you know, and Georgia tech's defense, uh, they have a defensive minded coach they return 20 of their top 21 tacklers. Uh, so I think that's going to be good. Good thing, and um, you know, obviously James Blackman at quarterback, Florida State. He's had some good games. He's been very inconsistent, um, and part of that is I don't think it's all his fault. Four different offensive coordinators in four years. Um, you know, I think this this line is inflated because of the hype of Mike Norvell. I don't really understand. And uh, again, this falls into fade the steam moves of two plus points in week one. The last three years, fifty eight percent against the spread. Uh, this falls into that situation with the line moving uh, two points to 13. Um, I'm interested to see because I'm only seeing uh, 33%. Um, 89% of the money right now is on Florida State, uh, which is why you saw that line move. I, I'm not I'm not trusting that. I, I do want to see what this line does because if, if I don't – wait a little bit longer and then a 14 pops up i'll i'll really be upset about that so uh definitely leaning georgia tech there uh i do think mike norvell's a good coach but i'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon from game one i mean there's a lot i mean you didn't have all these spring practices you didn't you there's a lot of things to to fix and you didn't have the time because of covid uh so i don't think it's going to be super easy to do uh whereas jeff collins at least is in his second year here at georgia tech so definitely gonna be interesting uh stick with me for uh next week we'll have a better podcast this one was a little rushed so i apologize about that but uh hey college football is back i'm excited uh good luck to all your bets out there this week don't get crazy it's just week one uh there's limited games there's gonna be better opportunities next week we're gonna learn a lot from this week so uh thanks again for tuning in and we'll we'll uh have another podcast next week